Welcome back to the Strong Babe Collective podcast, where we are here to chat all the tools, tricks, and tangible steps that will help you call in the freedom, impact, and abundance you are here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I'm a coach, course creator, and your host, and I'm here to help you blend strategy with spirituality so that you can step into your power fully. Every week, you'll hear from me and our incredible guests on the show. So let's dive right into today's episode. Welcome back, my love. Now, before we get into this incredible interview today, I've got two very exciting announcements for you. The first one is to remind you that the doors are closing for my Abundant Entrepreneur Mastermind. There are only a couple of spots left if you wanted to join me inside of this high-level intimate group coaching container where I am holding massive space for a select number of women who are stepping into their power and their purpose, showing up unapologetically and building their empires online, calling in the abundant five-figure months they are so worthy of. If this speaks to your soul, then make sure that you get your application in ASAP because like I said, the doors are closing and you can find out all the information and the link to apply by heading to taylorray.live forward slash mastermind. And I will link that one in the show notes for you below. Now, the second announcement that I have for you is so freaking exciting. It's a bit of a little teaser for you. I can't give you all the details right yet, but what I want to tell you is that there are some very big and exciting changes coming to the podcast. So I want you to keep on the lookout for that. It's going to be coming over the next month. I'm so excited for these shifts to take place. Truly, it is so aligned with everything that the whole brand has evolved into. It's aligned with me as how I show up as the brand and as a person. And truly, I feel like it is so aligned with you. I know that you are just going to love this so much. The direction that the podcast is going in, there are some very big, beautiful aligned changes and it's just going to be magic. I'm so excited for you to see this, to feel the shift. I know that some of you have already caught on and have been sending me the DMs. You guys know who you are. You're already onto it. And seriously, it's just going to be absolutely magic. So I just want you to have a little heads up because things are going to be changing here a little bit and I don't want to just spring it on you. I will give you more details in the coming episodes in the lead up to the change taking place. But I just wanted to drop that with you right now so that you can start to get excited and feel into the abundant up-leveled energy that is going to be coming to this space very, very soon. Now let's dive into today's episode where I am sitting down with the beautiful Ruby Lee. Oh my goodness. This girl is my soul sister. Seriously. I'm so excited to share this interview with you. Ruby and I are just so divinely connected on so many different levels. We are both from Melbourne in Australia, but she is actually a digital nomad at the moment, traveling globally around the world with her beautiful family and having an impact from all corners of the globe. Seriously, if you follow Ruby online, which you definitely should be, you will know that Ruby is just a bubbly ray of light. Her energy is contagious. I love following her over on Instagram and her stories. And the way that she shows up is so freaking authentic. She is the creator of the Own Your Hustle movement and teaches her tribe how to launch and declare that they are open for business and achieving their own version of freedom. Ruby has scaled her business so quickly to multiple six figures and now she serves an online tribe teaching them how to do the same thing, showing early stage entrepreneurs how to achieve their big ticket dreams. And she does that through so many different facets, through her Own Your Hustle movement Facebook group, through her podcast through articles where she's been featured on Entrepreneur, on Forbes, on the Daily Mail, on news.com.au. Seriously, this woman is everywhere. And if you haven't already heard of her, get excited to be connected from this point forward. She is incredibly well known for her expertise in LinkedIn and shows up incredibly there for an audience of thousands. Ruby and I dive deep into so many topics inside of this episode, including how to set boundaries around your personal life and with clients. We talk about the importance of building an authentic voice and branding. We talk about the power of being a co-creator with the universe and blending the beauty of the feminine energy with the strategy and systems of the masculine in order to really have the impact that you are here for. And of course, we talk about the digital nomad life and what that looked like and what her process was and how it all came about and why she is loving it so much. I am so excited to share this interview with you and to hear all of your favorite parts. And you can let me know by screenshotting at any time and tagging me inside of your Insta stories. Now let's dive right in to the episode. 
Beautiful Ruby. Welcome to the show, my love. I'm so excited to have you here. So excited to be connecting. It feels like a long time coming. I've been following you for such a long time on Insta and very blessed to have you here on the show. Thank you so much, Taylor. I am so excited, so pumped to speak to your audience. This is going to be so exciting. So good. You are such a little beam of light. I love seeing you on your stories. I feel like you and I are like kindred spirits a little bit, like very similar wavelengths when it comes to energy and everything like that. And I love everything that you're about. But for those that have maybe been hiding under a rock, haven't seen you, don't know who you are, give us a little bit of an insight to who you are and what it is that you do. I think we are kindred spirits because we're even matching, except I don't have a sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to put that into my 2020 plans. (laughs) We're both, everyone, we're both in like black singlet tops. It just, it looks so good right now. It's like we could not have planned that to be better. (laughs) Little twins, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I am a business coach, an online business coach and a LinkedIn strategist. So That's really what I do for my clients. But I guess who I am is I'm someone who's always loved the essence of life. I have always loved discovering more of this world. I travel full time now as a digital nomad and I do it just so freely. And so I guess just more so from a a very like soul driven perspective, that's sort of the language I use where I don't believe I visit countries. I I believe countries and cities call me to them. So I really just go there. I am currently sitting in uh, Bulgaria and I am absolutely loving it here so much. And it's just one of those moments where it started snowing yesterday. I am, you know, just really loving this like end of year energy where things are like kind of slowing down a little bit. You get to reflect on the year that has been. So I guess who I am is very spiritual and very connected to this world. And I am, I'm just a lover of life. I'm a lover of life. Yeah, that's beautiful. And honestly, like I said, like you really communicate it incredibly well. Like it translates so well in the way that you show up. And I'm very big on showing up very authentically and transparently and not painting a picture of things that aren't necessarily real. And I that's one of the things that I love about you is the way that you do show up. And I feel like you're, you're honest, you're raw, you're vulnerable, and you're not afraid to like let people into the other elements of your life outside of the, Hey, I'm a business coach label. And that's what I love. I love that you show up in that way and allow those elements of you to really filter through in the way that you show up for your audience. And I would love for you to speak to that a little bit, like how that has come about for you. Cause I know for a lot of people who are getting started, it can be really hard to find your feet or find your voice or to really know how to define yourself outside of the, the quote unquote label that you sort of give yourself as a profession. Yeah, sure. Like I started my career in corporate. So I'm also from Australia. You can hear from my accent. And I really did the thing, Taylor. Oh my God. I was like university, climb the corporate ladder. And I remember the very first corporate job I got, it was at this like really well-known big four company. And they brought in this personal branding expert and they spoke to us about how we should dress, how we should speak both in person and online and the things we can and can't say in the four walls, right? Mm. And that was just immediately, I had this allergic reaction to it. I could actually feel like a rash on my chest, just building up going, like, this is not what I signed up for. So, you know, right from the word go, I had 10 years in corporate. I was groomed and trained and cut back and made smaller and told I couldn't do certain things and had to dress a certain way. And it got to that point 10 years later where I was just like, this is bullshit. This is just, this is not what I signed up for. And I became a lesser version of me without actually even realizing it. It was just so drip fed that it's like that frog in a pot where it's just like the heat just gets turned up really slowly. And I had this awakening and this moment, this awakening happened when I remember I was passed over for a promotion and I was so pissed because I'm like, what do you mean you don't want all of this? <laughs> anyway, I was so for, for a promotion. And I remember thinking, why am I so upset about this? It's just a job and it's just a title. 
and I think sometimes like it seems you know kind of insignificant at the time and really I don't know maybe an immature way of looking at it but I'm like oh I'm so much better than this (laughs) did the hair flick thing over the shoulder and I went on this journey of really looking for what more meant Mm -hmm. and then the more meant gosh I only have four weeks a year to travel travel to me means more freedom and then I went in with not even more money because that wasn't it but it was just I knew that money was going to give me things that I could not experience in my life based on a salary that my employer was you know giving me every year I'm like okay there has to be a way to make to open up the ability to receive more and have more you know, experiences in my life through money. And so I'm like, okay, I've got to start a side hustle. I've got to start a business. And so began this whole journey where I vowed to myself, I was going to start this side hustle, go all in, be authentically who I was, just literally throw that suit off, kick off those fake heels. I hate wearing high heels, you know, just like (laughs) off. And I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, this is who I am. And I just promised to myself, I would show up completely as me from day one including just saying on my first like big video that I did, which was on LinkedIn, I am so shit scared right now, but I'm doing this video and no one swears on LinkedIn, right? It's just like, who does that? It's just like a G rated swear word anyway, but you know, and just from the word go, I was like, I'm just going to be me and people loved it and people hated it. But I found my voice just totally authentically stripped back. And I love that. And I think that it's so important is like, just kind of like breaking down the barriers from the get go. And I love what you said about like, some people loved it and some people hated it, but who cares? Because honestly, when you can come in with that polarizing sort of energy, that's when you find your tribe. Like that's when the people who are aligned with you align with you and the people who aren't, it's like, so you never like, doesn't matter. Like you're not my people and you just release them and you're like, cool. I'm just making room for the right people. And so I think that that's just such a good way of looking at it. I love that you went there, like basically straight from the get go. Cause obviously it is kind of terrifying, especially from the offset. Um, but obviously it's had a lot to do with the success that you've had. And something that I love about your business and your brand and the way that it's grown is that when you I, what I feel like is like, you've been so reflective of where you're at in your journey for the people that you're serving. So initially, you know, it was really all about the side hustle and everything like that. And then, you know, as you've grown and expanded and your business has done so well, and now you are the CEO of, you know, a multiple six figure company, like obviously you serve people who aren't just in the side hustle space anymore, but they're growing and they've got fully fledged companies and businesses and things like that as well. So I'd love for you to talk about the evolution of how that's happened for you over time, because I think sometimes people think you know once they get into a niche they're never going to be able to move out of that little box forever um and i for me personally like i'm someone that's gone through such a journey with the way that i've shown up online who i served in the beginning compared to who i serve now it's very different um and so i know the freedom that is there but a lot of people still have that you know that fear or that limiting belief around oh what if i pigeon my whole my pigeonhole myself here and i never want to move you know so i would love for you to speak about that a little bit Oh, yes. I love this question. And I have a lot of discussions about this on the day to day with my clients, with my community. Niching is one of those things that is absolutely necessary. But as Taylor just said, it's not like it locks you in. It's just the start of your roadmap and the start of your journey. And I remember starting as, you know, as you sort of said around, okay, like the side hustle, because I knew that That was something that was very interesting to me at the time. And it just so happened to be a really sexy, trendy word, you know, that started to emerge around 18 months ago. And so I actually started, my side hustle was career coaching. I wasn't a business coach. I had a background in HR and recruitment. So it made a lot of sense that I was, you know, starting a business that was helping people build their resumes and their LinkedIn profiles and interview better for their jobs. And as I sort of went through that journey, it was great, started to pick up some clients and I got good clients and really bad clients as you do when you're starting out because you don't know how to draw boundaries. (laughs) Um, I then realized a lot of my questions were around, okay, how did you do this? How do you do this? So as a bit of context, I had a full-time job. I was a high earner, you know, had a team that I managed. I had a team of eight people that I managed had to make time for a side hustle with clients in it, married, two kids, 
So a lot of people were going, hang on, like what the hell? How did you make all of this happen? Mm. So I started to talk about that a lot more and how, you know, things like I don't really watch TV at all. And I spend that time building my business and researching and learning and developing outside of my corporate job. And that became a thing. So I started to move more into mentoring side hustlers, productivity time, but deeper than that, because I can't just stay at that level. I always need to drop a level deeper. You know, what is the purpose part of what you do and what drives you to create these things? And I'm such a believer that you can co-create with the universe. Listen to the signs. Some of the the loudest signs and the biggest clues are literally right in front of us. They're in front of you right now through conversations you're having on the daily, through questions that are hitting your inbox, through articles that randomly show up on your LinkedIn feed. Yes. Thank you. Facebook algorithm gods, but really some, sometimes like things just appear. And I realized like I was getting a lot of side hustle business coaching type questions and off I went into that. Now, I wasn't prepared to do full business coaching for entrepreneurs because I was not one myself. I was still in my day job and I was still side hustling. So I stayed in a side hustle niche until I had left my day job. And even so, I spent six to eight months coaching side hustlers. And then I realized more and more of my network, more people around me, once again, with the signs, were asking me, but how did you build your business up so fast, so quickly? How did income flow come in so quickly? Can you share your strategies? Can you share your tactics? Can you share your spiritual and mindset practices with us? And that's when I started to evolve more into business coaching. So I guess for me, it's co-create, listen, look at what's around you. Those synchronicities are around for a reason. Girl, I know what it's like when it comes to feeling like you have to try and force your content in a way that is going to start to build your business. Trust me when I say I've been there. I know what it's like to be in that place of feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to write. If I write this, is it going to be the right thing for my audience? Are they going to know what it's like to work with me? Is it going to be what's going to help me to help people make transformations? Like seriously, all of that. I have been there. You guys know this, you know, my journey, you know, exactly where I've been in the past with my business, where it was really coming from that masculine energy of forcing and pushing and just really feeling like it was such a difficult process. But you also know the shifts that I've made over time where it's really been coming into that state of flow, ease, place of service, and just coming into alignment with what it is that you are here to do. And when you do that, that is where the magic happens. When you combine the woo with the work, when you really blend the spirituality with the strategy, that is where the magic is. And that is where you truly connect to the people who need you. When you come from that place of service, you create massive value and you show up as the voice with the answers that people need. Now, I understand that when it comes to creating content, sometimes this can feel a little bit hard. And that's why I've put together a free guide for you called Captions That Call In Soulmate Clients. And inside I'm sharing with you the three shifts that will up level your caption game and have you calling in aligned clients from a place of ease. I'm really breaking down the process that I go through when it comes to creating all of my content and it's going to make it so easy for you to connect with the people that need you. You can download this guide totally free by heading to the link in the show notes below and I'm so excited to hear the up levels that it takes you through. Once you've got your guide, make sure that you do tag me on Instagram in your story so that I see it and I'm so excited to see the magic that you create online. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You're speaking to my soul. It's literally like you and I are like so similar on so many levels. And oh, I just relate to so much of it. Like I was exactly the same when I first started out. Like I'm the same. I came from like a business background, corporate background, had a business prior, basically went through burnout. And then what happened on the other side of that was I learned all about spirituality, manifestation, everything like that spoke to that first. And then from there, like it, I always knew that I wanted to serve female entrepreneurs, but obviously like having not built an online business myself yet, I couldn't speak to that. So then of course I served in the manifestation space, built the business and then went the same way that you did. And now in that space of serving, you know, women with their businesses and online and that blending of the woo with the work and everything. So I just feel you so much through everything that you're saying. I feel you too. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm like, yes, a hundred percent. Like, and I love to me, that's, it's so credible as well. Like it's so authentic as well to sort of, you know, come from that place of, cause you do see it a lot, especially in the online coaching space where it can be very like, you know, I've done this one thing and now I'm a coach in it and sort of showing up and where it's not having actually done the work and not actually having the longevity behind you to be able to help others with that transformation. So I just love where you come from in that space being like, yeah, I did that. I like did my time. I went through, I went through every single stage and now I'm at where I'm at. And you know, obviously as well, that's going to grow and expand over time as you grow and expand as well. And I think that that's one of the beautiful things about being in the space that we are in. It's like, you get to keep growing and evolving and keep showing up for people the entire way, which is just epic. So yes. Did you have that? Um, it's on that actually. Did you ever have that guilt of leaving your oh. niche behind by moving a niche? I, yeah. I had that. I was like, let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about that. I went into full-time uh, digital nomading, which is an emerging niche, but also moving from side hustlers to early stage entrepreneurs. And I define it as though like if you're an early stage entrepreneur, you're really wanting to build your personal brand up and get more visibility, hire a team. And I was building up all these programs and these courses for my new niche. And I just had this guilt of like, oh, am I leaving my side hustlers behind? Yeah. Did you do that with manifestation Oh as my well? God, I can't even tell you how many conversations with my partner, James, like, should I, shouldn't I? I don't know. I feel so bad. Like, what about these people? Like you wrestle with it so much. I'll speak about it, but I want to know what you, how you dealt with it. As well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a lot of, the, you know, I was speaking to Michael so much about it. I'm like, is this the right thing? Is this the right thing? Mm. And then I remember hiring my now business coach and she said to me, oh, okay, well, the thing is with side hustles is you're always going to be likely playing in this space where you're convincing people to start a business or giving them this like, oh, you know, almost like pulling them across. But the idea is that you can create this other platform or this other lily pad and you're not leaving people behind if anything they're just choosing to stay behind mm-hmm. you're inviting them to come on this journey and you know a lot of that was like yes i knew this like in in here yeah. i knew it but at the same time that guilt was also a fear mm-hmm. and don't you believe like when there's that fear and you push past it oh. everything opens up and Imagine. guess what yeah. A huge contingent of my side hustlers I've been coaching for that first 18 months said to me, oh, thank God, because we were looking for another business coach who could take us to this next level. And now you're opening it up to this whole next level. Yeah. I'm like, isn't that so interesting? <laughs> yeah, it is so like that though. And it's, I felt the exact same way. Like I had the exact same response. And it's so funny, isn't it? The fear, the resistance that comes up. Like it's just like an ego, basically just like keeping you trapped exactly where we are, trying to make you play small. And it's like, no, wait, like I'm being called to this thing over here for a reason. Like it's happening for a reason. Trust it. And once you actually go, oh, okay, and you surrender and you just, Mm-hmm. steps into it everything responds like literally like everything around you like the abundance that flows to you the response from your audience like and you ultimately like by you giving yourself permission to step into it you give others permission to do the same like the people- oh my god preach preach <laughs> The people that were like, oh my God, yes. Like I was just waiting. Like we were going to have to go somewhere else. Like you ultimately, like you unlocked the next level for you, but you unlocked a next level for them as well. And I think so that's true. such a powerful thing to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, I wish I could like, I wish I knew you back then because I would literally be like, oh my God, Taylor, do I do this? Do I not do this? You know? And it's just, it's, it's so freeing for for you as an entrepreneur, but also your community, your tribe, your network, they want to see you grow. They want to see you move through to that next level and you're not leaving anyone behind. They are leaving themselves behind. You're inviting them along the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, when you can step into that fully, when you can own it and when you can go, yeah, cool, I'm going to continuously evolve. Like there are no rules. I get to make up whatever the fuck I want and wherever I'm going, like I'm going to continually serve people on that journey and just continue to serve people like a couple of steps behind me, because guess what? Everything that you're creating, like the beauty of being in the digital world, like it's not going anywhere. Like it's still there. It can still serve the audience. And then like you said before, like you've got the lily pad, like you can just like, okay, next one, next one, next one. And ultimately like from a business perspective, what that does is it builds out this incredible customer journey and product suite of things that you can then take them through, which is beneficial for them and obviously beneficial for you. Yeah. I remember I did this one personal branding course and 
my, my students had gone through it and I called them up. This was like my first ever course. So I wanted to get some feedback on how it went. And I remember I jumped on this call with one of my clients, her name's Christine. And she said, Ruby, she was from New Jersey, like had such a bomb ass accent. Ruby, you know, she's like, I loved it, but what's next? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, but didn't you like the course? And I, that stuck with me so much. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't have a next. I yeah. don't have a next. And that was really reflective of my strategic mind at the time because I was so inner. I was so like, build the course, get people in the course you know, market, get people in the course, Mm -hmm. but your clients, they will love what you do when you, you, you build it for them and you build it from a place of soul and knowing and intention and all that good stuff. It's almost like, let's zoom out a little bit. Like, what are we creating? What are we creating? And nowadays, you know, we just came out of Michael and I just came out of, um, Michael's my co-founder and husband, Mm. uh, strategy session for all of 2020. So we now have our 2020 launch plan, what programs are coming out, what retreats are happening, what events are happening, all of it. And it feels so freeing. Don't you think I, I, you know, my background is someone who's very spontaneous. Like I resonate with you there and I love spontaneity and my whole business up to this point has been built without plans. You know, Mm -hmm. I'd say up till about six months ago, and I was very much like, let's just go with the flow. Let's just do it, you know. And now I'm like, okay, I realize like having these plans, it doesn't lock you down. It's just a roadmap to freedom. Yeah. Because now I have, it takes the worry, the thinking, the, all of that out of it. I know now in January we're doing this. In May we're going to be here. In, by June we're going to achieve it. We're going to be achieving this. So good. It's, yeah. it's like, oh. Yeah. So it's, awesome. Like you said, it's so freeing. And I think that there is such a misconception around like the freedom element of things and being in like the feminine energy and just let it flow. And I'm all about the feminine energy. And I often talk about right. this, but I go between like the masculine and the feminine because like, and I like, I won't notice I'm really in the masculine until I'm like, what the fuck? I feel really weird and off and everything. <laughs> so what's going on? And then I have to be like, oh shit, I've ended up over here. And I always think of it like a sliding scale and I've got to move yes. back and bring a bit of that flow back in. But what I think is beautiful about what you just said is like with the planning element of things, like when you plan, you give room and space for the feminine flow to come in. Cause you're like, cool, I've got this overarching thing. I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. Now I've got room for the downloads. Like now I've got yeah. room for the creativity to come oh. through because you're not kind of just like on the fly trying to figure everything out because ultimately when you do that you create like undue pressure because suddenly you're like on the back of it on like right in front of a deadline like holy shit I haven't done it and then guess what you're right back in that masculine do 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 exactly exactly and I've been saying for the longest time I'm going to build a million dollar business I'm going to build a million dollar business and this has always been you know what I journal about what I meditate and manifest on and yet when you come back to out of that esoteric space and out of, you know, speaking to your higher self, you look at it and it's like, I don't even have a fucking plan. <laughs> how I'm going to get there. So it's like the universe is like, okay, babe, like I'm hearing you, but what are you doing to meet us in the middle? Yes. And this is just part of it. And now I'm like, okay, I have my launches, all of this, right. And I know like my goals for those launches what I need to do to grow my audience, to get to those numbers, the very practical things that come with manifesting your desires and the universe will do the rest. You know, Mm -hmm. you put out an opt-in and you hope for a hundred people and the universe brings 500, you know? So it's these things where you get to go, huh? Like Mm -hmm. you release the how, but you just do it. Yes, 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 yes. And I love the leaning into the abundance there. Like, not like you ask for a hundred and you get 12, like you ask for a hundred and fucking 500 show up. Like, of course they do (laughs) as if there'd be anything else. But I think like exactly what you said, like so perfect. And I talk about this all the time, but like, you know, if you don't do your part, like you are creating the resistance, like the universe is one half of the equation. You are the other, like take the aligned action. When you get the nudge, do something about it. Don't sit on it. Don't think to yourself like, should I, shouldn't I, is this right? Is this wrong? Like that is going to kill absolutely everything everything in its tracks. Like you get the nudge, take the action, feel into the support, see it as already being done, visualize it, feel it, embody the energy. And that's, that's where the magic happens. Like that's it. You know, and it's like with that action comes those answers that you're looking for. The answers don't come from, should I do this? Should I switch niches or should I raise my pricing? When you do it, 
you have this like intuition, this like gut instinct, which goes, oh, that doesn't feel right. I've raised prices way too high before because I'm like calling in the abundance. And then I realize I can't even back that. Yeah. So no, like, okay, 24 hours later, not we're changing it up. That's okay. We're our own boss bitches. Like we can do it. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, it's, if I was just like wondering, wondering, wondering my prices, let's say would have just stayed the same. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh my God. I agree with that so, so much. I love that. Like make your own rules, do what you want. And like, realize like, does it feel aligned with you? Because it's all good and well to be like, yes, like raise my prices and feel into the abundance. But like, are you actually feeling into that? Or are you doing that from a place of fear and scarcity and thinking like, fuck, if I don't do this, I'm not going to make anything, you know, like, yeah. Or it's, yeah. And it's very masculine as well. It's like, I'm just going to, I'm going to raise it. You know, it's like, keep going, double, triple your prices. Like do it, do it, do it. And then you do it and you're like, "Mm." yeah, (laughs) I know I, I am not making any headway with this energy, you know, for that particular thing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And does it feel good? Because if it doesn't feel good, ultimately, like that's the energy that you're going to put out and guess what? People pick up on that. Like people are going to pick up on the energy that you're putting out and they're not going to enroll because they're going to go, hang on, something feels off here. I don't know what it is, but it feels a little bit like off to me. So I'll have a look at it later and then nothing happens. So you can tell, have you seen people online and you just go, Hmm, you know, you can see it. It's like, Oh, and it's not out of a judgmental eye or anything like this, but this is the energy where I was watching someone's stories the other day. And I remember just holding up the phone going, just taking a deep breath and I could feel that I wanted to exhale for this person and just, mm. like, just yeah. breathe it all out, just breathe it all out. Yeah. And you just, at the same time, I want to lean in and see their journey and how they evolve and what they do differently. And it, you know, I, I think we've all been through that. You know, you've said to yourself, you've realized like, what am I doing? I mean, it's like, this is so not me, yeah. but you can see it, right? Yes, definitely. And as you said, like it's all just part of the journey and everybody's learning and that's reflective of something that's going on for them. And like you said, like you and I are the same, like we'd never be looking at it through like a judgmental lens, but you can pick up on the energy just like every single person in our audience can pick up on our energy. And that's why like, you know, yes, there's all like the systems and the processes and the strategies and the things that, you know, for both of our businesses have made it go like boom, like really quickly, but it's also got to do with the way that you're showing up very authentically, very from a place of service, very from a place of like, this is me. This is who I am. I'm transparent. I'm not bullshitting you. This is like me literally showing up for you. And if this feels aligned with you, great. And if it doesn't, great. Like that's totally fine. And that's where you come from that energy of abundance. And of course, you mm. it. Um, exactly. One thing, one thing that we, you spoke on a little bit was around the boundaries. And I know that you've spoken about this on your Insta before. I can't remember exactly what you said, but I remember just being like, yes, hundred percent. Um, let's talk about that with boundaries around like clients and things like that, because I know what you said before, it's like in the beginning, when you're sort of getting started, you're kind of like, hell yes to everyone. And then obviously like, as you grow and as you evolve, you realize like, okay, that doesn't serve me. That's not aligned with me. I need better boundaries in place here. Can you speak to some of the boundaries that you've had to set in place and maybe some of the more difficult moments you've had to go through around setting those boundaries? Oh, so many examples come to mind. I think I'm naturally someone who doesn't know how to draw boundaries. Like from the beginning, I, with my friendships, with so much. And even once I sort of went into corporate life and I became this manager and I had a team of eight, my team became my friends. And even, you know, a lot of the leaders within the company would be like, Ruby, you can't lead, you can't be a manager when all of your are your friends and I was like well okay there's always like different notions around this but boundaries has been something that I've really had to draw and create in my own life and it hasn't been easy I'll tell you that much because it's not my natural human design to have those boundaries I'm such a you know let's just go with the flow type and see you know where relationships evolve and so one example that comes up is one of my very first clients that I had um, signed Oh my gosh, I was so grateful and so excited. And I had this unlimited uh, email access to me type thing. And I, it was still when I was career coaching and we did our set, we did our sessions. And then after our session, she would email me and then I'd reply and she'd email me again and again and again. She was just one of those that just had like a ton of questions And I would wake up to six emails from this client. Mm. And at the start, I'm like, Oh my gosh, 
I feel so wanted and I feel so needed. And obviously she's really needed to hire a coach and I'm, I'm so here for her. It was a 12 week fucking coaching program. And I think by the end of it, look at my fists. Like yeah. this is literally, I can you see my body for you. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I would see an email like ding on my phone and I'd be like, oh. yeah. You know, and it was just, it was very abusive on her behalf, but also at the same time, I did not draw those boundaries. And I did not at once at any one time say, you can email me for this amount of time, Monday to Friday. I was emailing her back on Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sundays, like thinking back to that version of me, I'm like, Ruby, are you serious? You know, like, come on girl. But that was the, the lesson I had to go through because that version of me back then thought that's what I'm here to do. And that's how I'm here to serve. Mm -hmm. But this version of me goes, no, babe, that is definitely not serving because you're, you know, holding her hand every single part of the way. It's not helping her grow. It was not helping you grow. And, you know, it was taking time away from the reason why I wanted to build the business, have more freedom. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I remember, oh my gosh, I'm so like, (laughs) I'm so embarrassed even mentioning this. We were out for dinner one night. It was a Saturday night and it was like me and my girlfriends and I got this email from this client and I snuck off to the bathroom to email her back. That was just, that was that moment where I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's happening. I know. (laughs) Stop, Taylor. I was like, I was just like. (laughs) It's like dissolved in the background. Like no one's going to know I'm missing. (laughs) Like that Homer Simpson, like going into the head. You know, and oh my gosh, so nowadays, I mean, that was just oh. nearly two years ago. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I'm so different to that girl. You know, I will have, I'm available to answer your questions Monday to Friday. I always make sure with my clients, like they, they've got a level of, you know, um, accountability themselves. So I, if they hire me as a coach, I'm not Siri, although I'd love to be, but it's not like, Ruby, what is the answer to this? You know, I did actually have um, a potential client of mine ask me the other day, can you, can you help me make $5,000 this month? And I'm like, oh yeah, like, yeah, okay, let's do that. (laughs) You know, yes, Siri. But at the same time, it's like, that was a flag because I'm like, okay, you know, the boundaries there are different. You know, the, the contract, the energetic contract you set between you and the clients that you're there to receive is different. Yeah. So that was my journey. I've got so many more fucked up stories, but that's the one that I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed to talk about this. But I still, I even remember I was on Chapel Street, like exactly oh. the bar that I was in. Oh, so <laughs> close to where I live. So close. <laughs> so oh, yeah, you'll have to tell me exactly where and I'll yeah. be able to really picture it. I feel like when you come back to Melbourne, we need to go to Chapel Street and have yes. a yes. Yeah, all yeah. the stories. Oh, I'll tell you where it was. It was like the dirtiest place as well. Do you know the Lucky Cock? Oh yes. Yeah, it's like it's it, it sounds bad, you guys, but it's like anyway, it's <laughs> it's basically this this big like rooster on top of this. It's like a bar pub, sticky floors. Just mm-hmm. it's just like a big mishmash. But there was like a little open rooftop space which we loved hanging out in it was really nice and so I'd like go to those bathrooms and just like hide emails yeah yeah so funny funny though like once you actually start setting those boundaries and things because ultimately like the reason we don't set them it comes from that place of fear like you you think if I start to set boundaries then ultimately they're going to run away. Like they're not going to want to work with me or I'm yes. not going to enough value. Like, you know, if I'm not replying on a Sunday night at 9 PM and I've had messages before from clients where it's like, obviously as well, like being in Australia and a lot, most of my clients are on the other side of the world. Like they're in the States and Canada, okay. Europe. And I'll get messages like, Oh, I, you know, I haven't heard back from you. And I'm like, all right, darling, like it was 2am on this end. So I am getting back to you and I've had to lay it down and just be like, this is the times that I reply. This is when I do the check-ins. This is exactly when you'll hear from me. Like, but then ultimately what happens is the expectation is set. And then in the case that I'm talking about, that client was then like, okay, cool. Because then yes. she's the expectation was. And I always say, like, if people don't know the expectation, of, of course they're a little bit worried or they're, because they know they don't know. But when you lay down the expectation, if they then have a problem with it, then obviously that's a disconnect between you and them and you're not aligned. But a lot of the time when you do lay it down and they go, okay, cool. Now I know I can relax because I'm not sitting here going, have I heard? Have I heard? Have I heard? It's like, no, no, I know when I'm here from it. You know? It's so true. It's so true. And the more that you call in those aligned clients and those aligned souls, like, Nowadays, I'm like, okay, I'm on, you know, Vox 
first, my voice app, Monday to Friday. And, you know, it's unlimited. I still have that unlimited um, saying, like that term in there. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. My clients, they might message me if, if they do it all, maybe like once a day. And it's a really thought out question. It's like, hey, Rubes, I'm just sitting down. I'm doing this thing after our coaching session. Can I just validate this, this, and this with you? Cool, thanks. And then I'd reply and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, depending on the type of clients you attract, you get the ones that are independent. They need a little bit of steering, a little bit of guidance, and they're good to go versus ones that do need you a little bit more. So, you know, and if you are more so in that area where your clients need you more because of the niche that you're in or the stage that they're in, whether in career, business, life, then just be very clear. That's it. You know, just be very, very clear and protect your energy because if you don't, I mean, we all know what burnout feels like and it sucks yeah. your, your energy on every facet of your business and personal life gets affected. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like you said, it affects you. It affects the people around you that matter the most, you know, and ultimately like that's no good for anyone. And when you're not protecting your energy, you're no good for your clients anyway. Like ultimately like you're like, Oh no, I'm showing up, I'm showing up, I'm showing up. And it's like, yeah, but what version of you is showing up? Like a version of you that's there and like ready to go or a version of you that's like, fuck, I'm so tired. I've got no energy left. I don't know. Here's the best thing I can give you. And let's just move on. Like, yes. Yeah. And I resonate with you so much around what you were saying before around, like, you know, you would get the email and go and feel like, like I used to be like that. I I set so many boundaries in place, but one of the worst things that I used to do is I'd like wake up, grab my phone and be straight into the replies. And I would have anxiety, like from the moment that I woke up, whereas now I'm like, no, 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 I've got my sacred morning rituals. I know exactly when that shit's going down, but I've done a whole lot of stuff that aligns me prior. Do you have like routines and rituals? Can you share with the listeners, like some of the things that are your go-tos? I have so many rituals. I swear in a past life, I was some form of like white witch or something. I, I just am so drawn to it. I, I, I don't know. I can't explain it, but like everything I do has a meaning to it. I attach a meaning to, sounds really intense, but it's actually not. It's just like very much in like my DNA, but even just like, I've got like a little cup here. Right. And I will just like thank this cup for everything that it's like, you know, filling up my body with. But my morning ritual will be things like I will, I always have a journal by my side and I journal from a place of higher self. So it's not like, oh, you know, these are the things I want to achieve today. I don't do the miracle morning to do tasks list type thing. I tried that, that form of journaling doesn't work. The higher self journaling works for me. So it's visionary, it's tapping into power. It's seeing the version of me that is the best possible badass goddess warrior bitch out there. Like that's me in my journaling. And I have my crystals. I'm a crystals girl. Um, I like sage, you know, I do all of this and I have my morning meditation. Sometimes it's just like, I will meditate to hip hop music. Like I'm fine with that. Like I'm, I don't need like home music. Like I love like lo-fi chill hop beats that Mm -hmm. I would meditate to. That's just like, maybe like, it sounds like you do it too, but I would just like drop into the bass and just listen to it. And, um, it's snowing out at the moment and I love the coldness on my face. So I've been like going out and just like feeling that like hit me. But there's this like, I love this, um, I, I feel like cold and anything like snow and freezing temperatures is a real neutralizer in the spiritual world. And it neutralizes, it freezes out a lot of bad energies. Mm-hmm. So even though you're out there and you go, like I would go out like this in a single yeah. top and just feel it for like five minutes, that's it. I don't want to get <laughs> sick. But it's just like, okay, like this is just me freezing out all the energies that no longer serve me. And I'll feel that, but then I'll breathe in that beautiful, cool Mm. air. And it just is so wonderful for the day. It just gets me started. I suppose it's like my version of that cold shower theory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, I do like the at the moment because I've got this. It's like, oh my god, like yeah, it just shocks your system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so good. And as so, you were even speaking, then I was like laughing because I was like just holding on to my crystal, like talking. <laughs> got my crystal. which one? What is that? Which which is, is that, that one? All right, crystal. 
One of my favorites. Oh, oh my gosh. I love it so much. And then black onyx around my neck and moonstone on my finger. Like I'm like, girl. Oh, that is so beautiful. I, one of the, because I'm traveling full time at the moment, mm. we live out of three suitcases. My two heaviest items are my podcast mic, like I think similar to yours. And I have a bag of crystals with one of them being um, this like, oh my gosh, it's like a double point clear crystal quartz and it's so heavy and it's about like this because it's fairly I was not going to leave that back home in Melbourne hell no that was coming with me to come. Because I, oh and I have so many that I've left in like my mum's spare room I'm like I'm sorry I can't take you like this big apophyllite I have and I'm like oh. and Mike's looking at me like yeah can't bring that and I'm like no mum so... my crystals are you checking every day oh my god no but here's the thing she's so opposite to me and mm. she like I grew up in a very Christian household so she actually is like Mm, I don't know about crystals. And I'm like, mom, I'm storing my crystals in your house. And she's like, oh. <laughs> Just like throwing holy water. <laughs> Seriously. It's so funny. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, crystals. You just, I'm going to charge the fuck out of you when you're back. Like, yeah, you know, like mama's coming you, home. Yeah, you just go to sleep. You just relax there for a little bit, but I'm, like, I'm coming back for you. Yeah. It's so funny. I love that you've dedicated so much of your travel luggage allowance to crystals and podcast mics. You're oh like, my- look, I'm just going to have to buy an extra ticket on the plane for uh, the bag of crystals. Hope nobody minds. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's so true. I'm just like, I'm sure. Have you seen those like bras where you can put crystals? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I saw one the other day. I can't remember what the brand was called, but I was like, that looks very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know though. Would you have just like lumpy boobs? The design. I, I think the one that I saw was something like spiritually intimate or something like that. I'm Oh. but I don't know they yeah. put it down like the so lining cool. or something but yeah no I love yeah. it so cool so, so good so let's talk about the digital nomad life like obviously freedom was always so important to you what like let's talk about like why you made the decision to do it because obviously being a mom being a wife like Teddy's traveling with you which is amazing it's amazing for him as well I'm sure like him being able to experience the world like so young um but like uh, what I want to know and this is like a little bit of a selfish question because James and I are like playing around with the idea of like up and leaving and going to Bali for a bit and then over to the state so I love to me it's so appealing is to just be like yeah see ya and just go do whatever we want um I want to know like what that process was like for you like making that decision and then what did you have to do in order to like actually go yes okay so this was something we had always had at the back of our minds when we both left our companies to build the business so I remember sitting down and looking at like okay how are we going to make this happen and we sat down and actually looked at our financial commitments so very like very practical. I actually qualified as an accountant. So funny. Like now that I think back, why did I choose that? Anyway, we sat down and we looked at, okay, like where are our financials? And there were some big moves that we had to make big, risky, out of this world, out of the norm type of moves. And the first one that most people go, you did what was we sold our house. We sold our primary home. Mm. And, you know, and this was after we had our child, you know, so I've got a stepson who's now 12 and Teddy who's three. And then there was that consideration as well. It's like, shit, like, what about Henry who's 12? Like, you know, he's got to go to school. He's about to go to year seven. We can't up and take him around the world with us. So there was that really like major decision we had to make. And it was as a whole family. So it was me and Michael Henry, Henry and his mum and the other side of that family, like we have this blended family situation where it's like everyone needs to be involved with this. Yeah. So it wasn't easy. The decision was definitely not like, oh, we're just going to go. Like we had real life commitments to make. So step one, we sold the primary home and we took the profits of that home and locked it away so that that was like our safety fund. Um, We then looked at, okay, we're going to rent for 12 months in a really like, you know, cool part of Melbourne um, and see like what it's like to live this like high vibe 
lifestyle because I didn't want a digital nomad. Like I think sometimes the nomadic lifestyle implies that you're living off the land <laughs> and that you're just literally like barefoot all the time with a big beard, you know, like the dudes with big beards. You know? I'm like, that's I'm not going to go about the beard part. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you know what I mean. Like, you just, yeah. like the the really cool, like nomadic, like hippie life. You know, if you want to call it that. No, like mm. this girl ain't having any of that. I wanted to, you know, have on my nomadic plans that I could live a luxe life, call in the abundance, have these experiences, and still not like you know, um, not be able to have that. So mm. we actually acted as if for twelve months and rented a penthouse apartment Love in Dublin. Yeah. And we like looked over all this water and it was just like, oh my God, like such a pimp life. It was amazing. And that was really what set us up to like, okay, if we can rent and we can live in this sort of lifestyle, what would it be like to do the same overseas? So then we took another act as if holiday uh, to Bali actually. And that was what really opened up everything. So we rented out our private villa. It had a cook, a chef, a driver and a nanny. Mm-hmm. and a cooker chef cooker chef is one thing <laughs> a driver a nanny and we like we lived it we were like okay this is our next level life where mm-hmm. we can do this and that was what really put the wheels in motion so we were very careful with it was a slow process in that sense it took us over like a year to set it all up but in that same version we were very practical about it but also did the act as if and the manifestation mm-hmm. and feeling into that abundance and then it was communicating it to the family. So that was like another emotional mind fuck for a lot of us, you know, in the family as well. My mom and my dad and everyone affected was just like, how could you just up and leave with a child? Like, and our grandchild, oh my God. So that was a that yes. whole other conversation. <laughs> and then there was Henry discussion where we said, mate, you know, you have to go to school, but guess what? We're going to fly you to us on school holidays. So, you know, he flew, like he's 12 and you can do unassisted flying flew to LA, came off the, you know, came out of like the customs. You should have seen him had his like Bose headphones on and a backpack and he was like so gangster. He's like, I just flew on my own all the way from Melbourne to LA. And he's like 12 year old boy, like every 12 year old boy is like a gamer out there. And he was like in yeah. gamer land, you know? So it was just, it, this lifestyle now is pushing past all those financial fears, emotional fears, family fears, honestly, it's like, wow, we just feel so supported, so backed by the universe. Mm. It's honestly like every day we wake up and it's such a dream life. And the best way I can describe it is like we walk out the front door and we decide like, do we turn right or left today? Where are our adventures? Where are they? Come That's to us. So good. That is so, so beautiful. Good. Oh, I love it. And I love like hearing all that. I love the mix of like, like you said, like the practical with like the manifestation side of things. I, I love how you did that. That's like kind of what we're playing with at the moment. Like exactly the same thing. Like maybe let's just go to Bali in like February and sort of just see what it's like before we like decide to actually make the leap. And exactly like what you did where it's like, let's go the way that we want to be living it. Not like the grow the beard. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> you know who I had in mind? You know who I had in mind? Have you seen the um, Instagram page Van Life? No. Van Life. Van Life. And they live out of a van and literally they like barefoot and the dude's like so like hipster cool like beard yeah. crazy curly hair <laughs> not me <laughs> i'm like no 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 maybe like for a weekend it'd be a cool experience down near like byron bay but no <laughs> i was roughing it and then let's get back to the all the nice little luxuries of life for sure no, I, I really love the way that you guys did that. And obviously, you know, you're living that ultimate freedom life now, which is just, it's amazing to watch. Like I love seeing your stories and all the little corners of the world that you're in. And like you said, like having that freedom, like, you know, what do we want to do today? Like left or right? Like, I love that. One thing that I would ask as well, like, obviously, you know, you're managing a team and a business that is doing incredibly. How do you handle that as well as obviously being present as a, a wife and also a mom as well? And also like just taking in a beautiful country, like there's a lot going on mm. so like how do you make sure that you know you're getting as much of like all those little things as you can so managing a team I have three on my team at the moment so Michael and I are co-founders um, and then the other three are two in is in Australia and no I've got a team of four two in Australia one in India one in the UK yeah so we're like all split our time zones are all split yeah. but we just you know it's 
everyone knows that we're traveling. I'm very clear with like the times that we're available, if we're on a flight, if we need a buffer time for, you know, jet lag, although we've never really suffered jet lag. Very strange. Another form of the universe supporting us. Mm. We've never suffered jet lag. It's so cool. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And, um, and so we'll have a Slack channel, you know, like we'll Slack each other. Yeah. We have Trello boards set up, project management boards. And, you know, this isn't really a core part of my job description. It's more in Michael's. So Michael and I have very defined roles in our business where I'm so lucky I've got Mike. He's, you know, in the online world, he's like a, our strategy manager, OBM. Wow. Um, you know, he, he manages like all the strategic side to the business as well. So the team effectively report to Mike yeah. and, you know, we have team meetings and things like this, but I guess I'm the creative director, you know, yeah. where yeah. I'll say, yeah. And I'll say like, I don't like that particular Instagram tile. The workbooks need to be cleaner, more yellow, more white. Like, but yeah. I won't necessarily give them tasks or <laughs> I won't assign or keep on top of like what they're doing for us. So that's, that's a really um, hot tip. Like if you have a partnership, if you're, you know, working with your partner, have really clear defined roles and, you know, yes, you can blend those at times, but we don't ever step on each other's, you know, different positions. Like he wouldn't ever tell me how to coach and I wouldn't ever tell him like how to run Facebook ads. That's a really big part of his position, you know? So it's like two very separate things, but yeah, it's a balance, but I guess having Teddy everywhere we go, we hire a nanny everywhere. So we have a nanny come at least twice a week um, nowadays. And once again, like, so supported by the universe, our nannies come to us and they are just so beautiful and so aligned. Like we had a beautiful nanny in Portugal. Now we've got one in Bulgaria and they are lovely and they are like so perfect for his personality. And it's not like we have to interview like 10 different nannies to get the right one. They've just appeared. Right. So, um, yeah, there's, there's balance there around the time that we work as well. I've definitely, definitely worked less since traveling wow. <laughs> so much less. That's so and, cool. um, yeah. And, uh, you know, since traveling, our income is just like blown out of the water, you know, so it's, it's what you decide is available for you yeah. and setting up your lifestyle around that piece. Love it. Oh my gosh. And it's just like we were talking about before, like it's so just leaning into that beautiful energy of abundance. And I feel like there's so many tangents I could go down with all of that. I feel like we're probably going to have to do a part two. Part two. <laughs> when I'm in Melbourne, we can do one in person. Yes, that would be we'll so do, good. We should do a part two on my podcast. Done. Perfect. We'll continue it over there. So you've got to go over to Woo! next for part two and you'll hear the rest of the story over there. <laughs> love it. I love it. But we'll wrap it up with one last question. If there's one thing that we didn't speak about today that you just feel called to speak on, one little piece of advice or a shift or a tangible step, something, whatever it is that's like calling to you right now that you could share with the audience, what would it be? I think it's like, for me, it's don't try and do it alone. Whatever you're doing in your business, in your life, if you want to travel, if you're having anything that you're feeling really uncomfortable with right now, I've always, always had people in my life that can support me, whether they are friends that get the lifestyle that I want to build different from your best friends from school, yeah. but friends that really get your lifestyle and they may be, may be friends from school, but also mentors, coaches, get into networking events, you know, like surround yourself with a new normal mm -hmm. to help you get to that normal that you desire. So I had to break out of that normal. I had to break out of like my corporate job and the nine to five mentality and earning to make a living and then retiring at 65. I had to just get out of that fucking shit. Yeah. Like, no, done. And I found um, an entrepreneurial network. I found two entrepreneurial friends that I would actually have. Do you know Gala Darling? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she talks about how have your friends on like a WhatsApp group and every morning message them. Love and that. set your intentions. Yeah. And so I started that with my girlfriends like Erin and Kimberly, and then it just started to grow from there. Then I found my business coach mm -hmm. and then my business coach introduced me to more people that she coached. And then it just kind of went on and on and on from there. So surround yourself with a new normal and don't do it on your own. 
Love that. Such a beautiful, such a beautiful thing to finish with. I love that. Redefine your normal. Honestly, it will change your entire life. Oh my gosh, honey. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've loved talking to you so, so much. For those that want to connect with you further, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of them. Let them know where they can hang out with you online. Oh, I'm on Instagram stories. Love it so much. And I, I definitely show a lot of my travel and I also have a podcast called own your hustle. So if you search own your hustle, you just find me everywhere, but Instagram is where you'll get all of my links. Perfect. We'll link all of that in the show notes as well. So it's super easy for people to come and connect with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, honey. It has been a pleasure. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Taylor. Everyone look out for part two. Yes, it's coming soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for spending this time with me. If you loved the episode, make sure that you let me know by leaving a five-star review, screenshot the episode and share it in your stories or send me a DM. Make sure you come and connect with me over on Insta at Taylor Ray Peters and check out my website for programs, courses and tools that will help you take everything that we talk about on the podcast to a whole other level. I love you. I'm sending you all the high vibes and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.